You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome to the first and possibly last of the Examiner's World Cup podcasts. We're not quite sure what we're going to talk about. There's no order, really, or no structure, so we're just going to make it up as we go along. Um, Shall we pop a Beer 52 advert in there, as, as per usual? So if you go on the website and you type in the offer code Huddersfield, uh, which if you look at your today's edition of the Examiner, you'll be able to see how to spell it on there. And... You'll get a £30 crate of beer for £5, which yeah, is wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. Right, now that's out of the way. Um, let's get into the big stuff. Is there any point to international football? Because I'm looking at this massive chart in front of us. And it looks just quite boring and long. Well, I think everyone would um, say last summer, um, they were like, when's the nearest next tournament? Oh, there's no tournament, there's no tournament. Um, I think it's something that once it's here, everyone gets into tournament fever. Even the old lady next door to you who knows nothing about football starts talking and believing, you know, Brazil are the best team ever and going to win and and that. So um, I'm a big advocate of international football, particularly even qualifiers um, and, you know, international breaks and that supporting Northern Ireland, the mighty Northern Ireland. So, yes, there's plenty of uh, reasons to celebrate international football. I believe so, yes. Um, For me... It, the pinnacle is just the World Cup for me. World Cup and the Euros, everything that's these warm up these warm up matches, the friendlies, for me, they just bore me, bore the life out of me. But when the big tournaments come along, I mean, you always remember big games, goals, even haircuts or boots or whatever, you always remember little things about previous World Cups and I think for me that's one of the reasons why it, it's worthwhile. I hate international. <laughs> I really, really don't like it. I mean, yes, when the summer's on and, and the World Cup's here, yeah, you get into it a little bit. And to be fair, there's no other football, so yeah, I'll happily sit down and watch it. And I'd rather watch loads of very average football than no football at all. But it is just very average football, especially with 32 teams in this World Cup now. We're going to have to wade through some terrible games. <laughs> like, the, I don't know, some of the ones that sort of, you know, like... Morocco, know. Iran. Morocco, Iran. Am I going to watch that? Nah, probably, probably will, not. You will. You will. Will, will I? All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Am I going to watch that? Nah, not really. I don't know. I think part of me just thinks it should be who anyone who has a chance should go and play anyone who's got a chance at the World Cup. Obviously, it's, there needs to be more structure than that. But I don't know. I just think now we're going to have to wade through so many terrible games. And as an England fan. You know, England, have got, they've got out the group. Oh, yeah, we could do something. Oh, wait, no, now we play a good team and we lose again. Like, yeah, I've we did just had a friendly. I'm not sure. Oh, oh yeah, 2 1 classic England performance. I just, I've. I'm as like, much as in two weeks' time, I'll be enjoying sitting it. on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this, though. I'm looking at these 32 teams, and um, I read a, a stat somewhere which said that, that FIFA essentially get 97% of their income. 
from World Cup. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm looking at that, I'm just thinking they're trying to make it as long as possible so they get as much sponsorship money as possible, as much from the you know the ticket and the revenue in the TV. And I believe it's going to be even bigger in Qatar. What's yeah. the 3%? What was the three percent? I just like money laundering and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, uh, if any lawyers want to look over yeah. this, feel free to bleep that can, bit out. Can you remind me just to go and edit that? Bit yeah, out absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm just looking at it, it's just like it's just with my cynical hat on, which I always have on. It's just a massive money making ploy. Some really bang average. Panama's a canal, barely a country. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out there. No, that's really harsh if anyone's from Panama. Again, lawyers, look at this, <laughs> bleep that out. But it's just, I don't know. I think it should be 16 teams. Honestly, I think it should be 16. No. Yeah. 16 of the world's best teams and yeah, some really good football that you want to watch. What are you going to do in four years' time when the tournament becomes like 40 teams or whatever it's been scheduled yeah, to become? It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I, as much as I, I do. See why like the, the the smaller countries maybe should give, be given a go because we were maybe like Costa Rica last year really uh, not last year last time out you know gave people a shock and you know provided some some decent moments Iceland in the Euros yeah great my friend's on a plane with the Costa Rica team as we speak just that point fantastic out. Yeah. Nice. and apparently to Russia um, I know they come Madrid to I don't know where he's flying to to be honest. Um, but Costa yeah, Rica. apparently they're struggling. One of the players is struggling to speak to a man with a thick old accent. That's the last update I got. <laughs> <laughs> World Cup fever. World Cup fever. <laughs> you don't get any of the time of year. As as someone who is last four major tournaments have not missed a single game, including staying up for Japan versus Nigeria with a two o'clock kickoff for one of them. Um, this this whole conversation, I'm just aghast at the negativity in the room about about it. Um, like Euro 2016 was the best time of my life. Um, you know, going Northern Ireland, little Northern Ireland, who is one of these no, no disrespect, is one of these countries that we are taking the Mickey off, like Panama, 100%. to 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 go and to go to a major tournament and you know just have a blast, drink, have a dance, have a sing song. And scrape through to the group stages, um, past the group stages, playing you know quite unattractive football. It sounds brilliant. Yeah. It's it's a it's a dream for any of those fans, and you know, and it's it lives in the memory, and 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 that, and it's it's I can't I cannot wait for it. Tear in my eyes. Do you not think though, if in the next World Cup if there's forty, is it forty eight? Forty eight. It'd be harder not to qualify. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you'd think it takes that special nature of it away, and like, oh, forty eight teams. That, well done you're not absolutely terrible so you can come to the tournament like that that yeah. takes that sort of special it is great having like Northern Ireland there and, and Iceland and, and Panama etc Costa Rica but I know it's the World Cup it's maybe the pinnacle of world football at the end of the day those teams might get to yeah the round of 16 uh, really valiantly and then they'll you know lose 5-2 to France or whatever but I just want to see good you know the top the creme de la creme of international football playing each other otherwise it's just pointless to me I could just watch the you know the, the qualifiers it's exactly the same in the what, initial rounds one of the arguments FIFA made was I think there were more international teams in countries to get that experience of a World Cup and get more people involved in it which you can understand on one side, but really deep down, you know why. Yeah, the well, their, their PR and marketing team have had yeah. you know a bit of a field day on that <laughs> to, well, to, to pull that out of the because that's not the reason why they do it, is it? Like, <laughs> was that before or after they abolished their own ethics committee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I, I understand like that perspective. But, but if you if you say that as well, it's like having it's it's the global equivalent of the FA Cup. So 
Boston United are not going to win the FA Cup, so why are they bothering? Like, let's just scrap the FA Cup until the until the quarterfinals or whatever, and just have like the you know the, the top you know sixteen. But teams. to be fair, that is what the the FA Cup that has always been the raison d'etre of the FA Cup. The, the World Cup has not always been a, a, a platform for every Tom, Dick, and Harry. And I don't, I don't mean that in an offensive, you know, way to to sort of maybe small and it's not even a question of how small a nation is, but you know, maybe. Oh God, how do I say this, but politically correct, lesser footballing nations or whatever. But you know, the World Cup had a, for a very long time had a pretty stable, you know, format, and it was the best teams in the world would play each other, and whoever was, you know, the best of the lot would come well, out on top. We'll be saying this if, say, for example, let's. Pick out a lesser Honestly, nation. I think England should if, be in there. If, I, I class England as a lesser nation at the moment. If, of, of if Panama play Belgium and yeah. they pick up a miracle one 0 win, yeah. and they go through, wouldn't you be saying the same thing in when the tournament? So, yeah, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. Yeah. It'd be, I'd be buzzing yeah. about it. It don't mean I'd, I think that should be the form. I'd love it, and I'd be like, oh, that's great. They're still not going to win it, and they've knocked out a team that you know maybe had a chance. And taking nothing away from Panama, you know, they got through against the United States, I believe. Yeah, did we? So I'm not, I'm not picking on Panama. No one's picking on Panama. <laughs> But, it was the first one I saw. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's the yeah. closest one to me. Alphabetically, <laughs> P. Um, but I, I just think, as a general principle, it's it's almost just undermined. I mean, it lasts for so long as well. I mean, well, yeah, but on. what else are we going to do this summer? We're going to go shopping with our with our other halves. No, I don't have one. Uh, Stop know. bringing it up. Well, you know, what what are we? Are we going to just sit and wait for? Maybe Huddersfield Town to make a signing and then you know like then they all come on one day. I mean, that quite literally it. is your job. Adam. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But then we're going to wait, do all the signings, and that's it. What are we going to do for the rest of the summer if there's no yeah. football? Well, I would, I would yeah, quite I mean, like to watch some. What maybe pre-season should, should start two months earlier. We'll just have like exhibition matches like they used to. You yeah, know, like, that. Um, like against Panama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Huddersfield Town versus Panama that would be a better yeah, yeah. game or like maybe like how Leeds went as well no maybe not M- Myanmar maybe not yes. yeah. the thing is with yeah. the World Cup we all remember every World Cup in our lifetimes little details little things so for, so say we remember the 2002 World Cup yeah and you remember and a lot of clear things that, mm. apart from that but we remember <laughs> a lot of things pretty clearly but how much would you remember of a, like a Premier League season or an FA Cup season of how much? How much do you think Huddersfield Town fans are going to think? Remember these last two seasons? I don't remember much of the last World Cup. I think that would be pretty. I was away for it, all of it. Pam didn't see any of it. I, I, I'm a it bit... depends how long. It depends what yeah. time. I know what achieve. you mean. I, I, for me, Euro '96. I was seven years old. That really sticks out to me is just like my my first memories of really getting into football, and it was you know the season before Town had you know won at Wembley, and the season before that had been in Autoglass final, and I really do remember Euro '96 is just up moment after moment after moment, sort of since really. Well, yeah, but that was on the back back garden, isn't it? That was yeah, actually yeah. in the country. Well, what I mean is since then, and that's because England did well, right? Probably, but you know I'm. Um, I've got German heritage as well, so I was like, I was really, uh, you know, Germany. Oh God! Now about that, what? What will the, unexa- what will the unexaminers say? Um, but since then, I've not really. There's not. I mean, '98 was big. You know, 2000. I can't really remember any tournament that's really. I really thought that was that was banging. That I went to Euro 2012. You know, that was fun, but that was because I was there. Here's a question: Would you rather England win the World Cup or Huddersfield Town win the FA Cup? 
town. I'd rather yeah. town win the FA Cup. Yeah, from a town fan's perspective, yeah. you'd rather town win the FA Cup than yeah. I mean, that's an, that's an interesting one. I don't that's know. an interesting <laughs> one, isn't it? Like club, club versus loyalty country. versus country loyalty. Like, where do you stand on that one? You know, like that like scout uh, 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 in uh, the cop. They always have that banner. You know, scouts not English. Or whatever. Yeah, I don't. I think I think club loyalty naturally just comes to people a bit more because it's what they watch all the time I think people I mean every club has let down fans you know ridiculously you know my club last won a tournament in 1969 like but for some reason oh you wouldn't know it though the way you you all all go on (laughs) (laughs) moving past that (laughs) yeah and I just think like although they let you down more often than they actually give you moments it's that kind of, it's that sort of passion which comes, I guess, from your belief in that team, but then also the belief in other people in different teams around you, which makes mm. you really want that team to do well. England haven't won anything since '66, um, slightly longer than my team has yeah. made me wait. So, and I just think like every year, it's just a bit like, you know, you you get behind the team at least, you know, with whoever team you support domestically. If you know you're going to have a terrible season, likely it is you're going to have a terrible season, but you can accept that because you're not a very good team. Mm. England, it seems to be, um, which is why I'm pretty surprised at myself this year and I'm not looking forward to it as much as maybe I have done in recent years. I always say it's, you know, England, it's going to be terrible. Then two weeks before, oh wait, actually, they've got a few youngsters in that team. They might do yeah. something. Oh, and then they get knocked out oh, by yeah. Iceland. And it's yeah. just like, I'd, I've just had enough. And although it'd be great... For England to win the World Cup, the reason I'd be more excited is just for not the fact that England have won the World Cup, but for the parties afterwards. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm more concerned about do at I that think point. You, do you think you're more passionate? I mean, not just you, but all of you. Do you think you're more passionate about England winning international competitions when you were younger than yeah. you are now? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, a lot's changed, hasn't it? I know. It's when we were good for a start. When you had that mid Lampard, Gerrard, Scholes, Beckham. Um, Darius Vassell, <laughs> Michael Owens, Michael. But you know what I mean, like. And I just look at England team. I look at our central midfield and I think, what? <laughs> like, how can that compete with any of the you know the, the top teams? Well, I think that not not to put a downer on this guy's season because he's had an insane season. But for Jonathan Hogg to have a, an outstanding season at Huddersfield Town and for people to, I mean, pr- probably people only in Huddersfield, but to be genuinely mentioning Jonathan Hogg in terms of the England squad. Imagine that happening in 2002, yeah, that's 2006. Mad. That's just insane. And like, I just think now we've just not really got... Even like Harry Kane, who's obviously our probably our shining light. It's not like when we had Rooney just coming through and everyone's like, he's he's going to be the best player he'll in the do, world. He'll do something. Yeah. Like, he'll turn again. You don't think that about Kane. Well, no, the centre-backs England used to have. I mean, you can go all the way back. I mean, you had Terry Lampard, Terry, Terry Ferdinand, mm. Saul Campbell, Ledley King, Woodgate... Butcher, Butcher. Yeah. The, the list just keeps going down of players I mean this is just 2004 I was mentioning there but you could you could literally make a B team of centre-halves that would probably yeah. get into this England squad yeah, yeah. Which and you know the, the, the problem is I think from top to bottom um, Gareth Southgate absolute FA yes man uninspiring dull any opinions no, I, I agree I have, to, <laughs> I have to agree with that I I can I cannot believe that someone who is not supporting England and is just kind of a bit uh, whatever. I can't believe I'm I'm rushing to the defence of England winning a World Cup. Controversial, um, yeah. Um, as I said, 
it's it's Northern Ireland, but in England for me, and going back to some of the, the the things about being more excited about it, I remember I won tickets for the France '98, and um, it it brings back memories and it brings back emotions and it build builds bonds, you know, and you know that that World Cup, I won these tickets, and my granddad, who was my best mate at the time, he had died, you know about 18 months before and I didn't really have a relationship with my dad and I was like oh do I have to go with my dad it was the best time and it really built that father-son bond and I'm going to go old Gandhi here and say a win for England would just basically maybe unite the country what, whoever you are whatever relationships you are and maybe this disillusionment that maybe 20 to 40 year old people have it might just bring a bit of kind of hope and spark back into their life I agree with that I think that's that's a really that positive happen, sentiment yeah. it does happen yeah. if if England won the World Cup I think you know no one would be angry at anyone the problem is that we don't get any as an England fan you don't get any any positivity at all not not like even was it last World Cup we didn't lose a game in qualifying Yeah. but no yeah. one thought we were still going to go there and do anything yeah. and you just think like well what I want is a manager who's not, you know, like you say, just a man who's come through the FA and they've just chosen him because he's a mouthpiece for them. I want a manager who's going to, you know, in a way, Sam Allardyce, although he wouldn't have brought good football, at least he's going to say something a little bit controversial and he's going to like, mm. he's going to wear his heart on his sleeve a little bit and do what, you know, say what the fans want him to say and things like that. But I just think we have too many, too many managers in concession who would just do whatever. We have too many players who don't really care and are just there because, you know, on the CV, yeah, I played for England at a, World, at a World Cup. You know, do they really care that much? I don't think so. Or even if just one player came out and did an interview and said, you know what, we might not be the best team in this World Cup, but we're going to give it a right go and we're going to try and do everyone proud. And do it it's and do it in words that are from them, so not from the PR people. It's, it's, so it's almost sound like you want Terry Spirit in the England football. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 100%. It, and, and, it's, and it's the hope that, it's the hope that gets you. I'd argue that England don't even need to win the World Cup to come back heroes. I think if England got to a quarter, quarters or a semi-finals, a bit like Wales, yeah. no one's yeah, expected yeah, yeah. it, and went out on penalties to maybe, I don't know, Argentina or Brazil or whatever, any top nation, they'd, co- they'd, they'd come back heroes. England 1990 is a mm. yeah. perfect example of losing in the third place playoff. So you, you just I, don't don't back I, I don't feel like there's the characters in that dressing room that can do that. But this no. is this is if the you go through that, yeah. that if you go through that team from Italia ninety, you know, yeah. Gaza, Shearer, Paul you know, Parker. What <laughs> the ability's there though. Deli Ali, Harry Kane. Oh, if you look, if you on. if you go through all these, players, I'm sorry, but Deli Ali is so bang average compared to some of the players that like Germany, France. No, no, I agree. But this is this tournament is a perfect stage for them players to show that. But, yeah, yeah, but they're all. But we've bottlers. been saying they're that for years. Bottlers. We've been saying that for years, and yeah. it's just every single time it's like, so, well. But we have you great. have to remember that Ali and Kane, that kind of that age group, that generation, has only had one tournament before this one, and that was you were. Yeah, and they've probably got. What one or two left? I've got a few more left. So I mean, basically, Harry Kane's just, 24, Ali's 20. Yeah, so he's got two World Cups left, really. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it's still plenty of time. Everything about England is uninspiring and bland. And what we needed instead of Gareth Southgate was some absolute nut job to go in there and really put a rocket up their proverbials. Yeah. Someone like Ralph Ranick. You know, Ralph Ranick is always on the FA's shortlist and they never have the bottle to go for him because they know he'll do something like what Klinsman did 
you know, at Germany in, in 2004, 2006, he changed everything. And the problem is the FA don't want someone to come in there who's going to challenge them, tell them that they're wrong and shake up that little old boys network that's been there forever and will be there forever. He needs someone to, to choose players, not based on their reputation, but based on how they perform or based on how they fit into a system. Yeah, and it needs the system to change because I think yeah. what England do year after year, oh, they change the manager, they change the system to whatever's trendy at the time. Spain, Germany, whatever. Exactly, yeah, yeah. follow follow whatever's worked before and then we'll go for it. No, the what, what wins do a World Cup is playing football which people haven't seen before. You know, like, or to be world-class in every sort of aspect. So you talk about, you know, the best teams in international history. Brazil were just the best team. But then if you look at tournaments where maybe teams shouldn't have won, maybe France 98, France probably one of the best teams in that tournament, but Brazil, you know, pushed them yeah. pretty far. We need to play to our strengths, and our strengths is we've got pace. And we need to play counter-attacking football. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying long balls. You know, let's call them vertical transitions. We need to, tra- you know, have quick vertical transitions. Yeah. I'm not, f- not tappy, tippy tappy. Does anyone here know what Gareth Southgate is? What you think Gareth Southgate? Do you? Even, does anyone even here think that Gareth Southgate knows his starting eleven for the tournament? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I anyone does. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, think I, don't know. I don't even know what formation. I reckon. I reckon <laughs> we'll 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 play a three-four-three-one game. Well, you know, who, who have we got first? We've got Tunisia. And then we've got Panama. Belgium's and then we've got Belgium. God, yeah, if we yeah. don't get out of that group. Um, like, he'll, 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 you know, he's been trying to play a 3-4-3 three, three and yeah. this, this passing it around the, passing it around and recycling possession. All right, you know, that might work against Tunisia, but just just go for it. If I have me? to watch half an hour of Chris Smalling passing it to Phil Jones' tournament, I won't be watching any more. Smalling's not there. Smalling's not there. So oh, yeah. Right. Well, thank, yeah. thank <laughs> God. <laughs> no, but it's just centre-back to centre-back and you just think... You like everyone's too scared to just go forward and actually make something happen. That it's just ah, oh, pass it there. What, well, I've got there. Oh no, let's go back. It's what, what infuriating. Did th- what did you think about Shelby not going? Uh, and Shelby and Wilshire being left out because that was a big deal. Yeah, I think. I don't know. You look at some of the players that England have got in their squad, uh, and I, well, we'll start on the standby list. Tarkovsky, I think, yeah, probably should have been in the squad for mm. me. Gary Cale, what has he done at Chelsea this year? Mm. Uh, you know, if you're saying going into a tournament, you pick players on form. I don't well, understand. We that. never do. He's Gary yeah. Cale. He plays for Chelsea. What, exactly. No if you name does. name some of these players in in this England squad, you just think: had they been at Huddersfield Town, mm. would they have gone? Um, Harry Maguire got turned very easily by Lauren Dupuytren mm. when Leicester played. He always Huddersfield. looks on the chunky side to me. Yeah, I don't think he can move. Yeah. He can't move, and uh, mm. you don't. Know, I don't know. Like, let's have a look. Uh, Ashley Young yeah has had a decent season at United but do you not think you know bring someone in who's a bit younger and a bit you know like Ashley Young this is going to be his last tournament probably at his age would I have taken him no I don't think so if he wasn't at United would he go don't think so um, you know Deli Alley, as much as I think he should go he's not had a great season for Tottenham had he had a poor season in a poor side would he be there I don't really know I just think it's just the depth there's of- so many people like Ruben Loftus-Cheek's got in from, from his for his form yeah. is he going to play any game at the World Cup no but so you, just... you look at that and the fact that we're having to talk about should Wilshire have gone alright Wilshire's an exciting good player he's not played enough to, to no. make him out you know even, even Shelby I think he's a good player but that is the we've gone from your Lampards and Gerrards and Scholes yeah. to you know Shelby and Wiltshire I agree but, but John Joe Shelby at least brings you a different option to yeah, centre midfield like yeah, how, I mean, how is can... Jake Livermore on the standby <laughs> yeah. list when John Joe like Jake yeah, Livermore yeah he'll play the percentages for you he is a bit like as I, 
as we've been saying about Gareth Southgate, he's an FA sort of player that you'd pick because he can do everything reasonably well. Mm. John Joe Shelby, you know, he's never going to bust a gut and get into the box. Like he's not, he's not that type of player. But in terms of someone who can ping a forty-yard pass from one side of the pitch to the other and change the game quickly, I think you've just got to pick players who maybe you've got to know your formation inside and out, and then you've got to pick players that fit the formation. If that means you you drop someone who maybe probably deserved a place. Yeah, but it's for the good of the team and it's for the good of, of the nation doing well in the World Cup. I think the sense I get from Gareth Southgate in charge of England is I don't feel like he knows what his best team is and best formation. I feel like he's going to go into the tournament one game, then this next game, first game to the second game, you could possibly see three, four, yeah, five changes possibly. Then is that really what wins tournaments, making that many changes, or is it gonna is it having a starting eleven that you know is the best? Because I don't know. I I love to I love someone to just come forward and say, yeah, this is England's best eleven. Because I don't hear anyone saying that. Mm. It's just speculation on formation mm. every time. It's quite it's quite an eye opener. Listen to your guys whinge about England. To be to be fair, um, I I just I just I just it just seems like you guys it's just depressing disillusionment that I'm getting off all of you and, and you want you want you want something to hold on to to go forward with you know and, and hope and then that's the hope that kills you for Italian 90 and well, yeah. Euro 96 uh, yeah I'd love to crash out in some kind of romantic defeat but yeah. get there first you know yeah I mean? um, and, and also the other thing it's like you seem to want David Wagner in charge of England and Dean Hoyle as the, in charge of the FA 100%, 100%. <laughs> and, then, and then you might you know have a identity and play a, a set formation and you know and basically play players who might not be the best but give but it I mean, it's not like the FA and, and England don't have an identity the identity of the FA is loads of old out of touch boring old white dudes you know sitting on the FA council forever and and the the identity that that flows down is just absolute sheer incompetence stagnation. They, they've adopted that, but the problem is with what they've adopted it too is whatever's trending in football. Or yeah, whatever yeah. the best nations, for example, Spain six years ago when they when they won it. Yeah. It's almost You've like trying to, play to copy. Play you to your own strengths. Don't yeah, just copy your, the your own identity. Yeah. And if you if you you know, we don't have the. If we try to copy what Germany did or Spain did, it's only going to be like a really poor imitation because yeah. we don't have the players for that, we don't have the system for that, we don't have the league for that. So, Lump it forward. If you've not yeah, got the players, why just not? Lump it forward. 4 2, hoof it up to Vardy. Yeah. But, but, to be fair, why not? Like, Harry Kane winning the first ball, Jamie Vardy in behind. Why not? So, there were worse options. Against than that. better teams, set up two banks. I remember when Algeria played Germany in the, the last World Cup, they did exactly that. They had two, they had two really pacey wingers, they had two really pacey strikers. Germany played a high line and they banged, constantly banged those balls over the top. And what saved Germany was Manuel, Manuel Neuer, acting as a sweeper keeper. There's nothing wrong with playing like, something like that, and that would suit England's strengths. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be absolutely happy. I mean, it would not be the best football to watch, but if it meant England got to a quarter final or a semi final, I'm all in for it. So we just like criticise the boring old white dudes on the FA Council and we're calling for a return to 4 4 2. Quarter final for England will be Is Mike Bassett free at the minute? Yeah, absolutely. Quarter finals, I'd be happy with quarter finals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we're in the top eight teams in the world. So England's always great, it's always quarter finals for England. Yeah. You just want to see a bit of, bit of passion. A bit I, of... I don't want quarter finals because that's what everyone expects, so I want semi finals. For England? You scrape a semi final, and that might make this the people in this room have a little bit of hope in your hearts again and 
be a little bit more, oh, well, we got to a semi-final and we were really, really stinkingly poor, run by a stinkingly poor football association. So <laughs> you never know. 2020, Euros. I, yeah. I, I, honestly, if we get to the semi-final... I think that a little bit will be rekindled in me to, yeah. to really right, go for right. it. And we look really just, stupid as well. We would yeah. slagging yeah. off going yeah. South Gear. I'll tell you what. And I won't for a change. Here we are. <laughs> if we get if we if England gets the semi final, I will I will run through the centre of this field with nothing but a St George's flag wrapped around me. That sounds like minute. a Paul Merson concert. <laughs> Twenty seven minutes. Yeah. I'll remember. I'll write that down. Please get to Wait, the quarterfinals in <laughs> That's a promise. That. That's what if they get to the final though? Is that? To get to the final, I won't be wearing a St. Uh, George's cross. So there you are. That's a promise. That's how confident of how rubbish we are. Right. Can we move off the really depressing topic of England? Now? Absolutely. Yeah. Would we like to talk about like fit? Because you talked about like World Cups in your life. You remember hairstyles and boots. And is there anything about this World Cup you're really looking forward to? So I'll start you off with everyone's weird obsession with Nigeria's kit, which I think is yeah. nice but not that nice I love it it's, I love the Nigeria it is nice kit. isn't it yeah I actually prefer though the training gear to the yeah. to the other stuff like they've they've just decided like let's not make it practical let's just look really cool who made, uh, I respect nice. that who made the kids was it Adidas Puma Puma I want to say we've got a sticker book here so yeah. this is our entire research <laughs> right, let's have a look come on they're in group D Nike. 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 Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they queued up outside the Nike shop. Yeah. In, uh, sold out two minutes. Yeah, um, sold out. Obviously, that kit here yeah, that's demonstrated is the old one, but it's 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 a return to the the nineteen eighties um, football, and from a Northern Ireland perspective, the the Nike shirt of Nigeria is very reminiscent of Mexico eighty six, and that brings back fantastic memories for 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 Northern Ireland particularly. So. Um, yeah, I just I just think it's it's a great kit. Um, but I always I've got so many of the international kits, and I tend to wear them each time, and I don't wash them until they get kicked out. So it's you wear like the full kit? Or? No, just the shirt. So like Russia. So for the work for for the opening game, I'll support Russia because I've got the Russia kit, and I wear the Russia shirt, and then I'll keep wearing it every game they play until they get kicked out. That's quite disturbing insight into your mind. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I'll be letting the Saudi Arabian FA know that. You're the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russia. Um, but I, I do want to get a couple. of This I want to add to my collection this time. So I want the Iran kit um, just for being slightly, you know. Who are you going to yeah. support? Being a Northern Ireland fan, have you have you got any favourite team? Iceland, you do us at England. You're gonna get so much. We're all I, gonna get. I've just said it. Iceland and Australia. Um, Australia. I've got an Australian shirt. Aaron Moy. Um, mum grew up there. So don't forget Ryan McGowan. And Ryan McGowan, who we have loads of times in the sticker. And Iceland. I think Iceland is the second smallest. Quite like Iceland. Cool. Yeah, smallest nation other than Northern Ireland to ever reach. So I think those two. I'm probably gonna try and get those shirts. Quite like South Korea as well. They're always good for World Cup out of the ocean. The 2002 yeah <laughs> where yeah. they got to the semi-finals with the asterisk by it yeah <laughs> um, anything anything else have we got any other wacky stuff that's um, going to happen in this World Cup any wacky haircuts or I think in terms of just how far teams are going to go I I think dark horse of the tournament would be Poland for me because I think like all like so dark that you can't see them. Like, yeah, that is a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Poland, like if you look at their group, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. You know, Senegal and Colombia have been decent at previous World Cups. I think Colombia will get through that group as well. But Senegal aren't as as good as they have been in in the past. Um, Japan probably the weakest team in that group. But then the winner of that group goes through to to face either Belgium or England. 
if, if England. <laughs> so you think no? We're staring clear of this. I think I think Poland could well beat Belgium. I think Belgium, as much as they have arguably one of the most talented squads in the tournament, they kind of remind me of Spain before they won anything, where they just had you know a conveyor belt of very very yeah. good players, but never really made it at a tournament. And I, I think uh, I don't know. I, I just think this one, I, I fancy Poland to to be able to push on and probably get a quarter final spot after that. Anyone else? Dark horses? I think Uruguay is a good shout on the mm. basis of that forward two of Suarez and Cavani. You look at Portugal who won it. You won Euro 2016 two years ago. They won it. They had Ronaldo in the team. But how many other players would you say were unbelievable yeah. top-class players? So, I mean, it depends on how obviously organised they are. But, I mean, even at the back, they've got Diego Godin, who is an absolute animal in defence. But... I think Uruguay, you look at their group, I don't know whereabouts they're jotted on this yeah, wall chart. I'm actually going to... Russia, yeah. Yeah. Russia, Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Mm, yeah. that, that's a massive spot for someone, like even like Suarez, to pick up a few goals in and put a, st- put a shout in for golden boot in that tournament. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go dark horses in the same group, but you know I'm going to play Egypt. I think Egypt could go all the way to semi-finals. You relying on Salah and his. I th- I think there's more. I think there's. I think them. there's. I think there's more in that side than just Mo Salah. I think. Uh, could you please elaborate on that? Well, obviously, Town's new newly uh, signed winger. That obviously, um, he's he's going to be one. And is that is that like a is that off the press? Is that, is that a confirmation? Well, this might be going out in a few weeks' time. <laughs> um, and you so you've got also you've got I think I think El Nenny's going to have a, a decent tournament. I think he's going to you know something and Al Mohammed Al Mohammed and yeah I just I just got we are going and, through the sticker book by the way yeah we are going so. through I just think they'll do something and there's always one team that kind of no one really knows or appreciates and they they, they do well and then they'll all get signed by Premier League sides next season just to the world's heart just to throw out a stat for you 1958 was the last time a non-European country won the World Cup in Europe who was that who was Brazil 1958 World Cup beat Sweden, who the host? It's changed now. The world is a smaller place. So True. I don't know whether that's true. Russia is a very big place, though. It is a yeah. very big place, isn't it? Would you, would you like to talk about Russia as a as a host nation? I think, <laughs> I, think I think they're poor. Um, we always hear there's going to be problems yeah. at tournaments, though in World Cup tournaments, especially. It's because there always it is. There always is. Well, the I, only tournament in two thousand six. In Brazil, I remember Brazil in 2008 yeah. or 9 there was people protests saying, people were saying Brazil wouldn't happen because there would be the protests and the funding wouldn't be there for the mm. stadium that was 2014 wasn't it yeah, yeah they yeah. said that would get rearranged and there'd be loads of issues loads of stickers got nicked in Brazil as well a big sticker Panini's yeah sticker heist sticker heist there's a were sticker heist no, no not quite but there, there was a sticker a load heist. of swaps now haven't <laughs> So. Well, I mean, as well, I mean, I remember it was exactly the same for Poland and Ukraine, and, and I went to Poland and Ukraine, and um, all right, there was, there was, there was no trouble. Um, however, I was in Poznan, um, and there was some, some pretty intimidating scenes, mm. some open displays of racism for, from a lot of people. So it was, there was uncomfortable moments, but obviously, in general, what had been predicted to occur didn't transpire. Yeah. Well, you just I don't hope... think it's in the interest of the Russian state to allow that to happen. No, but you don't. You know, it's, I mean, it's a big it's, country, like we said. Yeah. Like you don't. You a can't... lot of the ultra groups as well, um, which have essentially been, you know, in, in, utilized by various politicians and and, and gangs and stuff. I mean, that could be a monster that gets out of control. And when the state wants to reel them back in, they might find that actually they can't. So that. 
Awesome. I, I went to I went to Marseille. I had tickets for Marseille, um, England versus Russia. Um, my dad, he's hundred percent England fan. He loves it, and that's the thing that bond. You know, we bond together. We, I, it's like, oh come on, I'll watch, I'll watch your rubbish England side lose again or something. So I, I took, I took him. We went to the game, and and we deliberately avoided. Where's all the England fans going? We're going in the opposite direction, and we the Russian fans. Yeah. So so well, we 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 were, we were on the plane, and we we're listening out. And it's like, oh, where are you going? Oh, we're going to the port. It's like, oh, isn't that well the trouble? It's like, yeah, but it should be a good atmosphere. It's like, well, we're not. Going going to the port dad we're going to be the other side and then we got in and we thought we were safe in the ground and then all of a sudden there was all this big charge looked to our to our left hand side and all these you know people were scattering and we thought it was a bomb at first and it wasn't it was a load of russian ultras that were just charging at the the the, the england fans in there and it was a scary place because we'd gone we didn't go looking for trouble and you know, and we we avoided it at all costs, and then it was actually at the game, mm. and I I think that's something that is a concern is actually not just outside the ground but inside the ground mm. as well, and and that and I do think and even if Northern Ireland had qualified, I unless I'd been put up and I was covering it and I would have been ferried to and there, I would not have gone to this really? that, definitely, and it it would have been the best you know biggest thing for Northern Ireland since 86 and I still wouldn't have gone I just think you just hope that it doesn't affect the football that's being played because mm. you know each World Cup there's a lot of of players who are making their way in, in football going and you know if it's that intimidating in a place you know in Russia or wherever it is it can really put put players off and it can really affect them like mentally in that sort of situation and to be honest it the best thing that can happen about out of this World Cup is that no one gets hurt. Yeah. You know, whoever wins it, it doesn't matter. But you know that Russia and the Russian sort of government put forward the best bits about Russia, and they, you know, are able to to dial back some of the stuff which we have seen in previous tournaments with the Russian fans. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just the safety of each of each player and each country is, is paramount isn't it? I feel like if there's no violence at the, come the end of the tournament we'll look we're, I'm positive we'll look back and think this was a great tournament yeah definitely it's it's because but yeah. you want it to, you want to remember it like we were saying before from the haircuts from the, the kits from the moments that you know have, that sort of capture the imagination of, of the fans and that's what the World Cup's about it's not about oh you know like 30 England fans have had their heads kicked in in, in Poznan yeah. it's or, disappointing that 21st century we're, we're talking of that as like a, a, a triumph for a tournament that, oh, it's, mm. that everyone's alright and there's no racism no one getting killed or stabbed to death it's just it is very disappointing mm. that, that's well, the highlight the thing is as well we've got another tournament in Qatar coming up and you know that, that again could well be marred by decisions off the pitch and you know workers sort of rights out there and that kind of thing as well so it's I don't know. I think. Um, I mean, I think in Qatar is even more serious with the allegations yeah. around essentially the use of slave labour yeah. and you know the amount of, of deaths in terms of stadium construction and stuff. I think. I think it's worth noting as well. It's going to mess up English football schedule as well. With yeah, the tournament yeah. Kicking off. I think. This well, that's middle that's of why they're they're entering the the winter break, aren't they? England after. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, also the question whether they essentially bribed everyone to get the World yeah. Cup, but well, again, lawyers, take a look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that out if you want to. Um, can I mention one thing? This Mastercard, I think it's Mastercard, right? Who are going to uh, provide 
free meals to, to 10,000 poor kids around the world every time that Messi scores or Messi and Neymar, is it? Messi and Neymar. Um, do you think they'd be better off doing it every time England concede? <laughs> do, you think that would, do you think that would feed the world in a more systematic, effective manner? I think that might break them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it would be better off if just don't would eat the meals. Would that cure world and... hunger? Would that cure world hunger if, if they did that? <laughs> that was the worst marketing publicity stunt I've ever seen. I mean, if you look at the replies... That, that tweet I'd got by Mastercard it was just people saying what on earth is this like yeah. literally you're playing, you're playing you're world hunger <laughs> in the hands of two footballers yeah. putting the ball in the back of a net like just give them a money just what happens when VAR overturns it and this, this, this reminds me of a, a story about I don't know if it's apocryphal but it's Oliver Kahn who, who is apparently very competitive and it was this this charity day somewhere in Bavaria and he was in net for this thing. And what it, what it was is every penalty that these kids scored, a, a children's cancer charity would get 10,000 euros. And anyway, he saved every single penalty because <laughs> he's that competitive. He ended up donating the money himself. But that's how competitive Oliver Kahn is. I'll just see the video for that. Just yeah, yeah. Face, like, come on, next one. Um, right, we've got to go around the table, I think. Unless anyone's got... Anything else you want to talk about, like cool World Cup things, World Cup memories? You've got a full notepad there, Rob. Oh, yeah, it's just all the, all the teams that are going to beat England, though. Right, so. okay, yeah, 31 of them. Um, I've got my sticker book, so if anyone has any swaps, do get in touch. <laughs> That's the only reason we're doing this podcast, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah. it? do get in touch, email the examiner, editorial, and took, we, we will sort out some sort of sticker. It took 40 minutes day. and Blake's finally got to the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to the point. So, yeah, get the attention of Blakewell and examine the towers. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a Panini swap day or something, and that way everyone can bring their swaps in and you know, we'll get everyone's books completed. Right, predictions. Who's going to win the World Cup, Rory? Um, I'm sorry to be very boring, but I think Germany are going to win it. <laughs> I don't think Germany will win it, but I do think Argentina are a shout. I think it's going to be Messi's year. I mean, and how many kids will that feed? Well, yeah. Um, Not if he gets injured. I, I used, I used like, I, like a geek, I used the predictor, the examiner predictor. By the way, the examiner predictor, as we said before, is Blake in a broom cupboard. <laughs> Turning out the window. Spinning round. <laughs> Loads of abacuses everywhere. Yeah. And, and I had a Germany versus Argentina final... Messi will bottle it again because he is not as good as he thinks he is. It's the players around him in that Barcelona side, and the might of Germany and the efficiency will see them through. Again. Did you yes, go on? on. I mean, how many cliches have you put in there? Did you mention the words German and efficiency in the same sentence? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think Germany will win it because they're really efficient at what they do. No, yeah, I, th- I think Germany will win it. I just look at them. I think they've got. The, the best squad they got they got players there who are experienced in winning a World Cup um, and I think I also like you, you look at the amount of players they produce you know from you know last time yeah you know, you've got like the likes of Timo Werner Leroy Sana like Leroy Gret- Sana so not, not even going yeah. he's not going Mario Goetz oh Mario Goetz who scored the goal that won it last Gertz time is not, not going, going. Yeah. They've oh, got can we so have a look many. Who have we got? Can we just yeah, have a look at? Yeah, it's it's in the, we've most of us have picked Germany. Can we have a look at the? They've um, just got an and also where are they? Of they are also, they're also Germany. They're doing their typical German thing of being absolutely atrocious in their friendlies and the warm up games, which always means they're going to be good. Tell you what, Jonas Hector looks like a, a man you'd like your sister to bring home. I just if everyone <laughs> goes in your sticker book and have a look at Jonas Hector. Um, so yeah, got yeah, Julian Brandt. I suppose he's come well, through. He's he's. 
he's been picked in place of Sané. Right, okay. It was between those two. Is Rudy going as well? Because he's quite an affected leader, Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Um, you'd, you'd imagine if Germany are going to win it again that Muller is going to be amongst Golden yeah. Boot winners well he always steps up doesn't he yeah. as well he's yeah. just, you've got players like Kimmich who are just so quality. versatile can play in central midfield centre back wing back his injuries are over Boateng and Neuer going no, as yeah, well no he is going he's been named to the squad he is, yeah. he is going but obviously but got Stegen or... it's great this is what Germany always do they, they after they qualify seamlessly through the you know the group the qualifying stages they then have ineptitude in the pre-friendlies mm. and, then, and then they have all these issues but they always get it well, together well England beat them in the in the warm-up to the Euros yeah. didn't they yeah. I can't Beat see too, Germany so. winning a is Goretzka going as well Goretzka yeah yeah but I just like all these players it's like they all perform for Germany yeah. like Ertzel might have a dodgy season for Arsenal but he'll perform for Germany I don't know what it is but what I'd like to know what's better about this Germany team than there was two years ago when Portugal won it uh, Jonas Hex's lovely smile <laughs> um, I, True, but I, think, I think I've got him in swap if you want him I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> give him an after this I'll put him on my roof so I wake up to him every morning um, I'm going back to my start about 1958 being yeah. I just can't see a South American country winning it in, in especially in Russia which is going to be you know Freezing cold in quite a lot of places as well. Yeah. I just think the the conditions might. But I mean, this was something that they said about in, in South America as well. The European teams won't be able to handle the the yeah. heat of the 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 Brazilian summer. But do you think it depends on where the majority of the players actually play though? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you look at the makeup of the Argentina team, most of them play, play in Europe anyway. Yeah. So it shouldn't make too much of a difference. I quite just cut off for Germany's kit's quite a nice throwback to I think nineteen ninety, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but with kind of the black, I don't know what you call that, kind of stripes across the chest. Quite a lot of them have gone retro this year. Yeah, as well. It's, it's a it's a big theme of of. The Spain, of I think Spain have gone back to the eighties with the and uh, Belgium as well with the sort of diamonds yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, the Belgium. I mean, that's a hell of a qualifying stat. Played 10, won 10, scored forty three, conceded. And four. and if it wasn't for Germany, Northern Ireland would have been at the World Cup. No one cares about Northern Ireland. Like. <laughs> I'm joking. We <laughs> all care about that. You let everyone down when Will Grigg didn't even get yeah. a second on the pitch. When they did that heat map. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so all we wanted from Northern Ireland was Will Grigg to get even yeah. the second on yeah. the pitch. And I was sitting there watching like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, I think that's almost everything covered, isn't it? Um, can anyone think of anything else they would like to add about the World I, Cup? Despite going on for so long about England, are we all saying where are we saying England is going to finish? Quarterfinals, I think. Well, in fact, actually, round of 16. I think they'll get knocked out round of 16. Because it, it'll either be Colombia or Poland, won't it? And I fancy both of them. I think Colombia have more talent, and I think Poland have Lewandowski, who's just yeah. definitely going to score. Your head says one thing and your heart says another. I yeah, think, always listen to your head. That's what you should learn. Yeah, really yeah. I, I, I would like England to do well just to maybe bring a bit of positivity, just even just in this. It's room. not going to heal the nation. It's going to heal. It'll heal the nation and that. Um, but I, I think what will happen is, is normally they'll get to the quarterfinals as they do, and they'll mess up against a lesser nation that they should. Don't have say won. lesser nation. You know, um, or someone will be a massive villain and cheat them out of victory who plays on these shores. So I was so glad that Lauren Departure wasn't in the Belgium squad because mm. I could just see him, you know, doing something and then I'll come back well, in the, the, 
the whole of the media have a go at him or something. The Ronaldo winks. The Ronaldo wink. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Or, or the Lampard goal, which wasn't. Yeah. Portugal are a bit of a, a bit of a bogey team for England, aren't they? I hope we don't. Have, have yeah. Well, I also them. remember was it the Euros where Ricardo, the goalkeeper, took his gloves off and saved a penalty against mm. us. That oh, was after yeah. Sol Campbell scored that header in extra time, which was over the line, which wasn't given. I as remember well. that. I, you remember that because. That day, we must have been at high school, and we were told that you could come and wear like red or white, and you assumed that that meant you would wear an England red or white shirt. So I just wore a Portugal shirt. <laughs> Got quite heavily beaten up, but um, I, I still maintain that I won the moral victory. <laughs> Was which one? Because England played lost on lost to Portugal on penalties in two tournaments in a row. Yeah. What was the one when Beckham skied the penalty? Was that two thousand four? I think that was the yeah. World Cup. That was because was of the divots. Kicked, kicked the yeah yeah the divots. Yeah, yeah, the, there's always was. there was always some sort of excuse. Whether it's an injustice in England history, there's always an injustice. Uh, basically, you know, Beckham got sent off against Argentina. That was just petulant. The the, the, the winker situation. Winker. You know, or or you know, there's you know, it, it was over the line, but it wasn't. You know, and, and there's always some sort of scandal. I think it's probably because <laughs> I think as well the problem with England is when you've seen the 2002 and 2004 and 2016 yeah. not win not win a trophy over them them three tournaments with that quality of players, it makes you think, how on earth are this this team going to do it? Do you think we have a better chance, including Great Britain, in this of winning Eurovision or winning a World Cup? I don't know. Everyone does hate us, so I don't think Eurovision is probably very true. I don't know. You're probably into Eurovision, aren't you, Blake? I I love Eurovision and I love all the block voting and all that. Yeah. How it becomes a massive surprise when so and so's vote for so and so. What did you think on Israel winning it? Um, to be expected. This isn't the Eurovision podcast. That's later on. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was decent. There wasn't there wasn't one good entry this in this year's Eurovision at all. Sat there watching it, thinking this is a disappointment. Where's the Euro pop? Where's I the thought trans- where's most most yeah. entertaining was when that guy came on in the in in, in yeah. UK's one. So I don't I know why they, we didn't get more votes. Yeah, we thought we might have got some sympathy votes, yeah. but maybe his message actually went down and everyone was like, "Yeah, actually, British <laughs> people around this table." Tried it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so in conclusion, England are going to get to the last 16, Germany are going to win the World Cup, and Eurovision wasn't very good this year. So, maybe. And if you've got any more swaps. And if you've got any more swaps for attention to Blake Well and Examiner Towers, Huddersfield. Um, we might do another one. We might. We might not. Yeah. But you know, like. Well, 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 when England are on the eve and the cusp of the quarterfinals or the semi-finals, yeah. you know. So yeah, when England surprises us all, and we have to yeah. apologise yeah. at the nation. start at the start of this podcast. <laughs> uh, get on, you know, get on. I'm not sure reluctant to say this, but get on Twitter and, and send us your opinions about who you think will win the World Cup, who you, how you think England will do, your favourite haircuts, favourite boots. Um, and still give the U to be a podcast a five star rating. Um, and again, if you don't like it, just go away, please. Uh, and until next time, is there like a French? What's what's keep the faith in 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 Russian? Um, maybe you could like dub that over. Z's and W's and yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, just Nostrovia. Nostrovia. Okay. Yeah, I think that'll work. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>